Okay, moving fairly seamlessly on to the second, uh, the second part of this. Um, as I was saying, we, we, we're sort of starting now to think about how those, what were abstract objectives, you know, continuity and enclosure, those are sort of abstract nouns. We're uh, starting to think about how we apply those objectives to actual places and the structure of, of cities um, as we find them. So the structure of the structure of places we're calling this, this, this section of the talk. Now, the image on the left, and there's a blow-up of a part of it on the right, is a famous uh, map of Rome um, drawn in the 1790s by a man called Noli, N-O-L-L-I, and loved by, by architects and urban designers as an image. I think what you can see, perhaps better in the blow-up on the right, is that it's a sort of figure ground diagram that's showing space in white, streets and squares, and then buildings in black. But what's rather unusual about it is that he chose to draw everything that you could sort of pretty much walk into, and in particular churches um, and other public buildings, in white, with their columns shown. So here, for example, is a church um, which can be entered off that, off, off that square. So that gives an incredibly good idea of what the public what one might think of as the public realm is all about. People's houses aren't part of the public realm. You don't go into one of those unless you're asked. But a, but a church, or actually today one might think of a hotel, um, certainly a railway station, are really as much part of the public realm as a street or a square. And that's an interesting way to think about the world, of the world at, at, foot, at the level of the pedestrian, where you can go isn't necessarily just the, the, you know, the bits that you can see from above on, on Google Earth. There are lots of things that are part of the public realm that are covered with roofs. One of the remarkable things about um, the plan of the centre of Rome is the way that um, here in the 1790s there are things that have persisted since the time of the Roman Republic and the Roman Empire. So there are still, and the, and the Piazza Navona is still there in that form today, even though it was laid out um, in that plan form 2,000 years ago. And so that's an example of what we were talking about, about the long duration of some urban moves that are made. And we see that in London too, so that the A10 that runs up Bishopsgate, Kingsland Road, up through Stoke Newington in a straight line, it's there in a straight line because that's the road that the Romans laid out and it's still there today. So, you know, that's not going to move probably ever. Um, King's Cross Station, when they chose where to build that and build the railway lines out to the north and out of St Pancras and out of Euston, an incredibly difficult urban problem to deal with, which we'll be um, coming on to in a minute. But those were decisions made in Victorian times you know, that were pretty much there forever in practice. So... Going to go very quickly now through um, the aspects of form that are going to be covered in the next uh, section that Johnny will take us through in relation to um, a particular place. But the aspects of form, physical form, that are set out in, in uh, the by design document, and you'll find them there and it's worth having a look, do relate to those abstract urban design objectives. And it's worth thinking about them in relation to this business about timescale and how quickly things change. So. I'm going to go through these fairly quickly, but they're in the order of um, the things that last longest to the things that are likely to change um, most quickly. So we talked about legibility and movement at the, at the big scale that I was talking about. For example, King's Cross Station as a blockage to east-west movement. That's pretty much there forever. 
and that's part of um, you know, an aspect, the aspect of form that's represented is the, the urban structure and grain, the large-scale things that we see on the plan of the city. Continuity and enclosure achieved by uh, buildings for the most part. Build, most buildings are there for quite a long time. And that relates, the aspect of form that that relates to is the scale of buildings, the height and the massing. And, you know, we all know that how high buildings are is something that gets fretted over by the planners endlessly compared with other aspects of, uh, compared with other aspects of buildings. But the, um, the height and massing actually have a strong influence on our sense of, uh, our sense of enclosure in a place. We talked about adaptability and diversity, and they're essentially about change and variety, and they re relate to the aspects of form, um, uh, density and mix, and uh, also the way in which um, land uses are arranged. And again, we, we understand that a land use can change through the life of a building or through the life of a place. Sorry, jumped through two of those. Uh, character as an objective in urban design is strongly uh, influenced by the details and materials um, of, of buildings at a more detailed level. And it's, it's really important to point out, um, as architects, several of us, we'd always make the point that you can get everything right from the point of view of urban design, the massing, the heights of buildings, and yet a place can still be dead and soulless if the wrong sorts of materials are used or the details aren't done with any care or love and everything's dumbed down. So it's not just about getting the big moves right, actually creating the character of a place um, is all the way down to what things are made of and how things are put together. And finally, um, the quality of the public realm. In a way, you know, in a lot of the examples of the uncool places, one of the things that's sort of up for grabs, if you wanted to sort out um, you know, the front of Victoria Station and accept that it's a pretty horrible place, most of what's wrong with it is nothing to do with the buildings around there. If you imagine just getting, getting the opportunity to clear everything that lies between the buildings and redesign it, you could make that into a really nice place without touching any of the buildings. Um, and so the aspect of form concern there is landscape, the design, of, the design of, if you like, the public realm and everything between the buildings. So there's a sort of summary there of all of the urban design objectives and all of the aspects of form and they're, they're set out in by design and they're related to each other with a discussion of, um, of, of how they do relate and um, I'd commend that, uh, that document to you if you've got time to look at it after, after today. So at that point I'm going to hand over to Johnny who's going to talk about these aspects in relation to a particular place.